Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast, but we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for listening. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pun. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. There are plenty of different designs available, so there is guaranteed to be something you love. To show your love of Dum Dums and Dice, go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B. D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back. Redbubble.com slash people slash dumb dumb dice. Get your merchandise today. All art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers. Welcome to One Shots, a Dumb Dumbs and Dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one-shot stories created in a variety of hit RPGs. I'm your host, DJ One Shot, and I'm here to welcome you back to Avernus. This arc is going to feature our DM, Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Werner Ragnarok, Tyler Hewitt as Hambone, and Laura Elizabeth as the murder grandma, Maud Buggins. 
the final episode of Avernus has arrived. The stained, newly empowered stand before an approaching undead horde. Hambone gave up his place as the Chosen One, Werner refused a chance at power, and Maud reclaimed the sword of Zeriel and became an angel. What happens when a newly crowned angel and her companions face an unstoppable army of darkness? Nobody knows cause it's one shot! <laughs> Avernus Edition. The Stain set out to right a wrong, a wrong that they had accidentally been a part of. And that small act, that one mistake, led them on a journey literally to hell. And now is when we find out whether or not it was also back. Welcome to the end of Avernus. <laughs> May Zeriel have mercy on us all. <laughs> so um, here's the way this is going to work. Um, as you know, D&D is not great for armies fighting armies. You are also not an army. You are three people <laughs> and there are armies. So I think the way uh, I'd like to play this is basically in kind of um, almost a quick time fashion where I will ask you what your strategy is. We'll come up with the die rolls for it. But rather than rolling for each individual target, it'll be more so uh, similar to Maud on her sort of like flyby murder spree, um, seeing how effective you are at the mass action you're attempting. Um, from there, we'll determine kind of the, the outcome. And if things get down to one-on-one, then we'll get down to one-on-one. But if it's like you versus 50 zombies, I don't want to be like... Okay, it's the zombie's turn. Smoke them if you got them. I'm going to roll 100 <laughs> dice. Yeah. Um, so to begin with, you all kind of drop into fighting stances as um, this horde of, of zombies um, led by uh, Feanor on, on uh, her, her golden uh, vehicle, just casually f- spinning her umbrella behind her, uh, begin to close in on you. Um, Lulu's like, well, don't worry. I'll just fly all there. Like they should have in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, and as she begins to kind of flutter upward um, and gesture for you to hop on, um, one of the crackling green blasts from the artillery um, strikes her. Uh, it cuts a, uh, a trench uh, through her side, blasts off one of her wings. Um, and with a... Ow! Um, she collapses uh, to the ground, um, silver blood leaking out of her, and begins to shrink back down into her tiny um, holophant form. What does she look in her tiny form? What she look like in her same injuries, but to scale? Same injury to scale. Yeah, yeah. No. So, so just like um, literally like a drill, kind of like scored along along her. So just a, a circular um, divot cut out of her side. Um, she's breathing very shallowly, but is still. Alive for now. Well, I want to help her. All right. Hop two. Um, I'll cast Cure Wounds at second level. All right. So that closes them up. um, And uh, we'll say that she's... uh, The wing doesn't grow back, but um, the, the wound is is... Stopped. And it's it's still like an an active scar, but it's not... Okay. As dire anymore. Um, She's like, well, that feels... Oh, what, what the fuck happened to my voice? And my wing... Oh, hell... Oh, hell, I almost got murdered, didn't I? Yeah, you're small again. Are Shit. you okay? Oh, I'm all right, thanks to you, Hambone. I used all my healing mucus up, I guess. Well, I gave you some of mine. Oh, well, thanks. That's what. That's the true meaning of friendship. <laughs> Exchanging mucus. Oh, shit, <laughs> zombies. Um, and, uh, yeah, you just, you hear, like, um, uh, just a, a, a constant sort of stream of like, hey, brains, um, as uh, these, these zombies begin to, to rush. 
Um, what is your strategy for getting the fuck out of Dodge? Um, Zeriel is engaging Yiganu in the distance, but now that you're down at ground level, it's very, very difficult to see <clears throat> what's going on. But think like, uh, this fight is getting to like Superman versus Zod levels in like a Snyder film. So each punch is saying them like through a bunch of people, um, mass casualties on, on both sides, but it's, it, it's an active, uh, an active war. Um, from where you're standing in the far, far distance, um, you can actually see Eltrell um, and the, the companion. Um, the companion has gone pure black and is crackling with, with electricity. Um, and you can see it driving the city downward. Oh, we don't like that. Um, Yiganu no. and um, Zeriel seem to be um, kind of forcing each other almost back towards the city. Um, but the armies of those cities are now like rushing to join the fray. This really does seem kind of like a everybody fucks now <laughs> situation. Mm. I, I don't understand that kind it's, of situation. It's, rag, it's Ragnarok. Okay. Yeah, it's Fubar. It's, everybody uh, fucks now. Everybody <laughs> fucks now. It's you know that you know Hambone like confusedly takes his pants on. Like I, okay, I who's first? Anyway, sorry. she's like it was a turn of phrase because the DM's brain broke trying to manage things. Oh, I'm passing out again. Yeah. All right. So that's the sound of Hoffman makes me pass out. <laughs> I think Vern will turn to the others and say, the fastest way to kill a snake is to strike off its head. Zombies go down when the necromancer dies, and I see someone who won't kill us a second time. <laughs> Maybe we can take her car, too. All around good ideas. Uh, and you see um, Mahadi wipe a, a tear away from his eyes, and he's like, she broke my heart and stole my car. I'm basically a walking country song. I agree. Let's kill her and take it back. Tell you what, you kids help me. You can take her for a ride. Uh, okay. Done and done. That's excellent. <laughs> um, so he pops his claws and uh, looks ready to join you. So what is your tactic for getting to her? Is it literally just like murder your way to her? What's, what's the plan? Um, well, well, we've got, I mean, I can are, fly. Yeah, you can fly. You can fly, but you, you got also, like insane flight speed, right? What was yeah, it? Yeah, 95. Fuck, yeah, okay. But you've also got the ability to like really fuck up zombies if they get close. That's true with the radiant... Because then Shit. the option is we could, between you and his, this is going to be just us talking, also... Thompson. This doesn't take 7,000 years. You've got celestial weapons. So I could just keep plowing away at Theonor with the bow to keep Necromancer shot up and injured as we close yeah. in if you want to do it together. So or... you want us to kind of like do crowd management while you and just focus forward fire. moving that? Okay. Or do. Yeah. So, so, Tom, how does it work with the sword with like the radiant? light with like intensifying it and stuff is that the, just the light for single strikes or? Uh, the light won't affect zombies yeah. but yes it's single strikes okay okay then do we just go for the hit which is like i'll shoot from a distance and you fly in close to fuck him up and then uh, ham bone and mahati just keep me from dying and each other from dying yeah that's one option um yeah yeah we could do it that way um, how far away is uh, Theonor from uh, us? Theonor is 60 Theonor, feet. No, I said Theonor last session. I got it wrong. Um, she's 60 feet in closing. Okay, so I thought it was like a massive army between us, but 60 feet is not too bad. Sorry. Uh, to be clear, the zombies are like the... They're the 60 feet of zombies. zombies. So, That's sorry, a lot of no, zombies. No. So the zombies are 60 feet away. Mm -hmm. um, she's driving them towards you. She's probably another 30 feet back through through the, the horde. Okay. So total of 90. 
30 Which, feet of Which, incidentally, is your flight I speed I can mod. get to, yeah. Um, it's not great either way. They're so far away, though, that I, I can't do anything for this first, like, quote-unquote, turn. Um, so you hold position. You and I blitz Theanor, yeah. and then we deal with it as shit yeah. develops. I'll, I'll cast magic on... Uh, I'll cast some protective spells on... Uh, Mod before she flies in for a one-on-one fight with a fucking necromancer. All right, yeah. So I think, and I'm I'm gonna cast uh, the illusion on the sword and make it look like my maul. Oh, okay. Just to not give Zeriel a heads up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, good thought. Actually, so Zeriel doesn't like look down. And be <laughs> Got like, your That's sword. That's my fucking sword. <laughs> Those are my fucking wings. Like, yeah, it's just it's all weird shit. All right, Tom. Does that make sense as a plan? I found these. Yep, yep. That totally makes sense. So, um, go ahead and roll. You're you're both aiming for Fanor specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, and Maud, you're using ranged on this, or you're going to fly in. No, I'm going to fly in and do a lovely Flying. radiant two-handed strike. <laughs> okay, wicked. So, Verna, go ahead and roll your shot, please. The The first one's a 26. Uh, that'll hit. And the second one is a 24. Uh, yes, that'll also hit. Awesome. The first one will do uh, six damage. And the second one will do uh, 14 damage. So 20 damage total between the two bow shots. All right. Um, <clears throat> so they they hit squarely. Like she, um, the first one kind of like cuts through her shoulder. She actually spins the parasol quickly and like deflects the next one. Um, but you can still see it like slashes her across the knuckles. Um, she looks like very put out by this. You can also see her clothes are a bit singed and she's clearly not top of her game. Um, they may not have driven off a cliff, but they, they did drive through the fire tornado. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, she wasn't doing super hot. Yeah. In our last yeah. encounter. Um, so, um, you see her kind of like mutter some words and, uh, Magneto from the X-Men arcade style, um, <laughs> a, uh, a bubble kind of appears around her of, of crackling, uh, blue light. Um, and, um, she yells a command, uh, the camera zips back to us as Maud, uh, you begin to run at her sword in hand and then suddenly your wings begin to flap and you, you take flight. I just want to cast a spell on her. Yep. Uh, I'm casting heroism at level two. So you get six, uh, temporary hit points at nice. the beginning of each of your turns. Thank you. Um, and, uh, since it's at second level, I can choose one other target and I'm going to choose me. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. <laughs> slap, slap, yeah. done, yeah. And uh, I'll give you my last bardic inspiration, so you can add a d6 to a roll of your choice. Oh, nice. Or in uh, if you're taking a hit, you can add it uh, to your armor class if you want as well. Okay, cool. All right, so... Um, oh man, this is going to get bananas. Uh, all right, so Maud, um, suddenly the, the wind is whipping past you, um, and uh, you you lock eyes with, with Fanor. Um, she has a globe in, of invulnerability around her. Um, so it is a... Uh, it's about a 10-foot radius around her, um, but I don't think it prevents physical damage. It's only against spells. Ooh. <laughs> 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 
She got real cocky up there. So, that, that I like car. to imagine that this is like the classic, like slight smirk as she continues to hum like weirdly soothing things under her, her voice, um, holding her hand up. And you fly at her, um, and just as you sweep the blade, uh, what do you say? You look like an idiot. <laughs> Roll to hit. Okay, so I... Uh, <laughs> so the real, like, Alan Cummings uh, do in Goldeneye. Like, do I still get the two attacks? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not going to fuck you over by giving you a weapon that you can't use. Uh, yeah. So just treat it like it has the proficiency bonus that your normal weapon would have. Okay, cool. So that's like... Okay, so... So just literally... Tr- yeah, yeah, treat okay. it the same as, as everything else you So did. first attack... It's uh, proficiency plus strength. Plus strength, yeah. yeah. So that's 19 to hit for the first one, and uh, 26 to hit for the second one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, um, sorry, two-handed sword is 2d8? I mean, 1d8? Um, yes. Okay. Because it would normally be a d6, so it'll be a d8, plus your plus my three, 3d10 for... Three. Oh, is it d10 or d8? It's 3d10 if you're using two hands. Oh, I, th- I had d8s down. It's d8s if it's one-handed. Oh, fuck, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, I mean, you did spend the whole campaign trying to get the sword. It better be awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it shows up and it's That's like, well, true. it's like a dagger, but long. <laughs> it does 2d4, bitches. <laughs> and you can only throw it. Okay. Also, so, it's only available in Pathfinder. So that'll be uh, nine slashing plus. <laughs> the slashing's just like a, uh, sorry, I just have to do this to get the rest of this shit through. <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, another, oh, I rolled pretty poorly, 10 radiant. 10 radiant, still. Um, so you uh, slice through the uh, the shield, and I think you just like hack four of her fingers off. Um, and uh, you just see her um, look at you, and in her like horrible quiet voice, she's like, you angelic bitch. <laughs> That's the, sexist. I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah, not a very good feminist, are you? She tries to give you the finger, but it's just bleeding stumps. Stump. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Um, okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to roll initiative. Uh, Maud, please roll initiative. Uh, Werner and Ham. Yeah, let's get an initiative from everybody, please. Nine for Werner. Uh, one on the die. So is that just bottom, or do you want me to add my initiative to that? I can't remember. No, I'm going to take that as a... Just a fail. Yep. Okay. Yep. I go last. 17 for Angelic Mod. Angelic Mod. <laughs> I probably go last with a five anyway, so <laughs> it's kind of moot. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, top of the round, uh, Angelic Mod. Uh, She's flying around. We go again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, the immortal words of uh, Mel Gibson's dead wife and signs swing away. <laughs> swing away, <Wow>. Maud. <laughs> All right, so swinging. Literally, any reference that gives me enough time oh. to think of what happens next in this wild adventure. <laughs> Good. 19 and 11. Um, 19 will hit 11 most certainly will not okay. that's, uh, that's a oh, deep that's cut Oh that's funny I only rolled for damage From one attack last turn I'm a fucking oh idiot guys <laughs> I'm so bad at <laughs> Tom I just killed Tom <laughs> Yeah <laughs> But not Feanor Because you only attacked once I know What an idiot Oh my god Oh man When she kills the party <laughs> I know Whoops <laughs> I'm gonna miss you Hambone <laughs> 
I'm going to remember to attack twice. Don't you worry. Uh, that's six slashing plus 16 radiant. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Fuck um, me. She, I do this so often. She um, had, like has stone skin on, so she like is is blocking your strikes, kind of like Batman with gauntlets versus sword style. But each time you do, you're like hacking chunks off her arms. Um, you get the sense you're you're beating her down. She's she's not meant to fight like this. Yeah. This not like this. And I just yell, "Stop it! You're gonna lose. Stop wasting my time. Got things to do." <laughs> Maude is an uncoordinated <laughs> angel yelling vaguely coherent, confusing things. <laughs> All right, so the zombies um, are closing in. Um, they will reach you in one more turn. Uh, Werner. Great, I'm going to... Lots of zombies. Come just on. keep shooting at this lady. Werner's got laser focus. <laughs> and he does not care about gender. You are going to get fucking murdered if you're evil. <laughs> or too good, probably. He hasn't really had to deal with that side of the equation yet. Uh <laughs> He's on a team with an angel now. He might have to. Okay, that is a 25 to hit. That figured. And then the other one is a 14. Uh, 14 will miss. Cool. All right, so for the 25, that's going to do... God, I want to Just like our good friend, day. Alan. She cast Beige Armor today. <laughs> uh, 12 more damage. She is not looking great. Um, the... Um, she kind of like knocks away um, the sword um, and uh, she's like, my hordes will destroy. Ow! Ow! <laughs> Fuck! Uh, <laughs> so you, you shoot her in the ribs um, and then she takes another one in, in the, the thigh um, and <laughs> she's like, defend me, zombies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the zombies continue to run screaming brains. Uh, she really should work on that projection thing. Um, can't believe I'm saying this. It's hand bone time. Oh my God. Uh, I'm going to walk like five feet in front of Werner and, uh, just ready in action for, uh, when the horde of zombies are within striking distance, I'd like to just ready the, the spell, uh, thunder wave. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I have, I have shrunk the rod down to its more manageable size and just kind of stuck it in my pocket and I'm just standing in front of Werner with like my, my hands like glowing and they're out at my side and I'm just waiting to clap them together. So you're like Chris Pratt with the Velociraptors essentially with zombies closing <laughs> Yeah, <in>? yeah. <laughs> um, that's with his glowing hands. Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> that's yeah. dope. Uh, it's in the deleted scenes. Um, Alright, top of the round. Uh, the zombies reach you and Hambone so that triggers my You just action? clap Perfect. them hands um, you don't need to go ahead and roll damage because this is kind of a, a mass action. Okay. Um, I'm going to say your thunder wave knocks the zombies back another round. Oh, perfect. Because uh, it's nice. a, a blast of like blowing. Uh, it's basically zombie shrapnel at this point. Okay. Um, so you you pulp the first few and their guts and, and bones and shit fly into the, the round behind them. Um, if you haven't seen the, the Clone Wars cartoon, like the, the yep. 2D one, it's like Mace Windu Mace taking Windu. apart all the totally. droids and then just blowing up a bunch more. Okay. Um, so yeah, you just blast a bunch of them away. Uh, as Werner reaches for another arrow. Okay. Um, Maud. Fanor is uh, like arrows sticking out of her. She's looking real rough. Um, you can see her like stepping on the accelerator. So the car is like blasting ahead, but you're, you're, you're on board now. You're now running over <laughs> zombies. So the car. <laughs> what do you do? Um, I mean, I got to finish this. 
I got shit to do. <laughs> just two more strikes. Just foom, foom. <laughs> I like to imagine Maud's making that sound. Now, no longer rage. Now, angelic foom, foom. <laughs> just Laura Dern in Star Wars saying pew, pew every time she fired the laser. And they're like, Laura, you got to stop. She's yeah. like, no. Yeah, it's a Laura thing. <laughs> Maud's new, like, angelic personality trait is that she has errands to do. <laughs> like, I got things to do. It's uh, nothing to distract her from her quest. It's true. I'm taking that to heart. She's just, she has Except a, that I rolled horribly. She has a timeline now for heroism. <laughs> 16 and 11. Uh, 16 will hit. 16 will hit? Okay, let's do this. Oh, that's good. It's just uh, ta -ta, gathering my dice. Ten slashing, slash, ten slashing damage. Oh no, Mod's drunk. <laughs> Mod Hedzog. And 16 radiant damage. Uh, she had 17 HP left. Uh, Maud, what do you say as you drive the blade into her? No last words for you, dearie. We're on a mission. <laughs> uh, you thrust the sword into her and then just slice up. Um, and as you do, um, Werner, you're, you're, you know, like pulling an arrow, starting to knock it on the bow. Hambone, you're kind of like starting to hambone. Um, and before you, you see suddenly like sort of a shining light appear in the gut of all of the zombies that are running at you. And then like a zipper just shoots up them and they all kind of peel like bananas. And as their uh, archmage falls apart, so do they. Um, and uh, the entire horde just kind of like tumbles um, to a stop like right in front of you, Hambone, as you just keep Hamboning away. Um, the Golden Doom comes skidding up in a, a classic Avernus Drift. Um, and to a, a stop directly in front of you with uh, Maud behind the wheel. Maud, what do you say? Hop in. Uh, <laughs> <That's> okay. It. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just like, climb on. Um, Mahadi steps up uh, and looks down at her bisected body and he goes, Goodbye, my love. And then he just flips her corpse off the car, and he's like, well, promised you a test drive. Make sure you drop it off later. Okay, bye. Um, and uh, he gives you each one point of inspiration um, for helping get his car back and nice. uh, for making things even with uh, the archmage who broke his heart. <laughs> so. That guy really made it about him. <laughs> I'm the hero of my own tale. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Mahadi the Great wept because there were no more kingdoms to conquer. Um, so uh, in the distance, you can see that um, uh, these new and um, Zeriel's fight is is closing in on Eltrel, which is uh, alarmingly close to Styx. Mm -hmm. um, between you and them, is the entire demonic and devil army. You also can see, hear the rev of engines in the distance, uh, and you can see other war bands closing in, because clearly this is, this is the party. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys are on board her vehicle. You've got access to her weapons. You have your own weapons. You can also try and skirt around the whole thing. What's your plan? I think we should skirt around. I mean... You're driving, Mod. Tom, yeah. mm -hmm. I have a spell called <laughs> Pass Without Trace. <laughs> Would we be able to cast that with the vehicle? I'll allow it. 
I would like to cast. <laughs> you hit the mod and we're just gonna we need to sneak around and Frodo goes, I know what to do. Uh, and it turns out this time when he ra- casts the spell, he brings the bow around. And the bow and he just turn to shadow together, and it Ooh. spreads out to cover the vehicle. So we, uh, a veil of shadows and silence radiates from us. So the vehicle is silent. We're silent. We're all kind of a weird shadow now. Uh, each creature within 30 feet, us included. Uh, so we all have plus 10 to stealth, and we cannot be tracked except by magic. And we leave no tracks or traces behind us yeah, as we drive. Go ahead and roll me a stealth check, please. Yeah, dope. Everyone? Uh, no, just Werner. Okay, good. <laughs> Another that one, <laughs> two in a row. Man, this table is bad tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, many that ones. Dirty twenty. Oh baby. All right, uh, Ryan. <laughs> what is the song that Werner cranks the silent radio to <laughs> on the Golden Doom? Oh man, I've used so many of my classics. <laughs> I well, Werner's like old school. So I think it's got to be like a quiet ride of the Valkyries. Like it's just it's all of you just humming it quietly. Yeah, and um, the spell takes the sound away. So all three have done that individually, not knowing what the others are singing. Mod, um, you put your pedal to the metal. Um, the golden doom roars to life, um, and well, you can hear the sound within the veil of shadows. Um, around you, there's just a, a quiet hiss, uh, like, um, air escaping a balloon. Um, we cut to the battlefield. Um, the armies of the demons, and the devils, uh, are fighting and it, the, the, there's always, the, these battles are endless, but there, there's, um, a sense of urgency today. The fact that Yiginu has actually moved on Zeril is huge. The fact that Zeril's flying fortress has been destroyed is huge, and the fact that Zeriel herself is taken to the field is something that has not been seen in quite some time. Um, her missing hand that is a flail um, continues to crush the skulls of enemies around her as she wields the massive uh, warhammer single-handed, um, whereas Yiginu just tears through armies. It's that classic, like, two superheroes fighting but also constantly killing little guys. So yep. we still see how badass they are, but without killing the boss. <laughs> um, but... Uh, for Avernus, the things have, have truly come to a head. Um, there is a a lesser demon, um, and she's always dreamed of becoming a greater demon, and she's seen it happen. It happens all the time, and she's pretty sure if she could just like slip into, um, you know, uh, she's heard of this place called Nairfrost. If she could just get there, she could really do a lot. But like, it's hard to get there, and like, she's talked about Dumfrey Room, but like, you know, <laughs> everyone goes there. Uh, there's a few other places she, she's kind of got her eye on. But first, she just needs to survive the day. And honestly, she's doing pretty well. She's got six arms. They're all bladed. I mean, she's in good shape. Um, and then she hears a hiss. And <laughs> she's like, well, this is good because all the demons I know hiss. And she turns around to see if it's one of her friends. And a shadow bursts her as oh uh, a speeding vehicle continues to cut away through the battlefield. Um, many devils and many demons and many creatures too unspeakable to name are maimed and destroyed as this silent rocket tears through the field with a singular purpose of reaching the fight between Zeriel and Yiganu before El Trail sinks. Um, on board the vehicle, all three of you smile in your own way. Werner, you frown. Maud, 
You're just grinning with angelic light. And Hambone, for you, this is an experience like no other. You've never been this close to a war before, mm-hmm. let alone one with so many unique creatures. Uh, I think like a child on a school bus, you wave as you fly by. Um, <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. But, uh, of course, veiled in shadow, um, none see anything. Uh, Maud, um, Lulu is sitting in your lap uh, like, a, like an excited puppy. Um, and uh, she's like, we're almost there, and, and then we can save her, right? Huh? I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> um, and uh, you continue to cut your way across the field due to Ryan's stealth roll. Y'all good. Um, and you're closing in on Elturel, uh just in time to see Yiganu literally grab Zeriel out of the sky and then shot put her through uh, the bottom of Elturel. So she yeah. smashes through um, part of the bottom of the city through two buildings, um, spreads her uh, kind of massive metallic wings and um, uh, kind of looks, points her warhammer down at him um, and says, you want to fuck with me? Come up here and fight. Um, And with a massive leap, um, the hyena god jumps up onto one of the chains and starts pulling himself up into the city. Um, You guys are fast approaching, wind in your hair, um, can someone roll me a perception check who isn't Maud? Because I think Maud, you're too busy driving. Yeah. I'll, um, I mean, you're more perceptive than I am by yeah, a long I, shot. I was I'll about to volunteer, but maybe the sniper should look at things. I mean, maybe I'd be paying more attention <laughs> to that. You're looking at cool things. I'm waving. Uh, that is a 16. Um, you, as you approach, um, you can see. Uh, up on the um, companion, there there seems to be something kind of reddish and black that's clearly cloaked, but you can still kind of see it moving. It's that classic like predator shimmer, um, and uh, you see it driving what look like sort of large cylinders into the edges of the companion. You're pretty sure it's Bell. Cool. I, I yell to the others, and I'm like, <laughs> "Bell is on the companion, putting the rods in." But all they hear is like. Bell is on the companion, <laughs> putting the rods in. Uh, we should... Uh, he can't do any real damage without the ninth one, can he? You he know, can't do any real damage yeah. without the ninth one, can he? <laughs> you know, if you, if you put eight parts of a key in, then maybe not the ninth, he might be able to break out, you know? Like kind of Jimmy, the last one? Yeah, exactly. So we should stop him. Bell looks like a Jimmy. Should, okay. I, should I fly and stab him with my sword? Well, you're driving. Yeah, you, you, you got to keep driving. Oh. Uh, wait, how do we get up there? Is there a way for us to get to the city, Tom? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked, Ryan. <laughs> Maud, um, you see what looks to be um, a sort of massive, uh, think almost like an ape monster, but with like a long reptilian tail. So like giant arms, <laughs> just kind of like Donkey Kong fisting along the ground and pounding things. Um, but nice big sloped back. And will some see a giant ape monster? Opportunists see a ramp. Uh, can you go ahead and roll me? I, I'm going to, to be clear, I'm going to spread my wings out for stability on this. <laughs> you are the spoiler <laughs> yeah. on the vehicle. <laughs> it's so weird. Normally we put these on like the hood of cars. <laughs> but um, no spoilers. No. Oh, um, all right. Okay. So go ahead and roll with advantage. Um, okay. It's probably... 
dexterity. I feel like I can't give you anything else. I would like to, but okay. it would feel disingenuous. Oh, those are both fives. Eight. I was just say you have inspiration. God. I have inspiration. Almost <laughs> much better. Uh, 22. <laughs> Uh, so Thanks, you're like <laughs> fucking with the, the various like uh, knobs and levers and like also this thing is admittedly like a like a weird Monty Python like it's it's a Terry Gilliam yeah, model. It's a Terry yeah. Gilliam model, hundred um, percent. and then uh finally you're like you're angelic mod buggins. The fuck do you care? <laughs> so with a massive flap of your wings, you just like jump the car in the direction you want it, it skids. Uh, runs up the back, and you hear uh, the um, ape creature go, oh, my word, um, <laughs> as you uh, blast off its shoulders. You kind of use your wings to glide um, over onto the spiked chains, uh, and then you begin to drive up the spiked chains towards the city. So you can use climbing yes. one set of chains kind of across from you. Um, you guys are driving up the, these chains, and uh, suddenly you fly up and off them, um, land on a rooftop, skid off it, crash down onto the main drag, uh, and you find yourselves back in El Terrell. El Terrell is a fucking mess. Um, it seems that um, uh, the Duke has been doing his best to keep the, the city together, but as it descends, more and more demons and devils are climbing the chains and, and attacking the city. Um, so there's fighting the streets, um, in the distance, you can see, uh, Yiginu climb up and, uh, begin to engage Zerial. They are going full Snyder cut here, just punching through buildings. It's what, it, what happened to Angel Grove in a, uh, Power, Power Rangers. Rangers show. If they ever dealt with the fact that every day did like <laughs> yeah. skyscrapers are demolished. Um, you can also see that, uh, as you'll remember, the city itself was broken in two um, earlier, yeah. it's starting to slide into itself, um, oh. and the westernmost part of the city is starting to actually break into chunks and fall apart. Oh, shit. Seeing the damage that Zeriel did by getting punched through it was rather, <sighs> rather serious. I mean, maybe in a sequel, Bruce Wayne was here the whole time. I don't fucking know. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, uh, your options as you see them, uh, you know, Bell is climbing around on the companion. You know that Zeriel and Yiganu are fighting. Uh, and the city continues to descend. What do you do? Um, man, the city is a priority. Yeah. But there's two separate parties, like, destroying it. We need to stop one of the parties. Bell is probably the weaker. I mean, he, he was working in servitude for Zaria. We How it's high up the is one, the companion, a, Tom? Yeah. Um, it's actually very low now. It's um, actually pushing the city down, well, right? It's, it's not physically pushing it, but yes, it's driving yeah. down. So think of it more as like a, a like an energy compression. Yeah. Um, but uh, Maud could probably fly the two of you up. Okay, so we could go deal with Bell because the companion seems to be dooming the city and then we deal with Ariel afterwards. Yeah, I just also think he's probably the more manageable foe right now. Agreed. Let's Let's do this. So, I'll fly you guys up. I think we have to leave the car behind. I don't think we can get up there with a vehicle. Definitely cannot take the car. All right. Well, grab onto my legs, I guess. Okay. I hate this. <laughs> Stop hating it and so. grab on. So, um, Maud, you majestically fly as the angelic dwarf you are. Uh <laughs> And, and we're all still shadows. Yeah. Um, upward uh, into the sky. 
Um, so you arrive um, at the crackling surface of the companion, and you can see that Bell has uh, secured um, uh, seven of the nine uh, things. He's he's clearly like it's odd to see him out and about like this. He's got his wings tucked behind him. Um, he is, to be fair, like as a prince of hell, pretty fairly impressive, spooky looking dude. Um, the heads around his belt keep giving advice about like how to turn each cylinder, and he's like, oh, "Shut up, I've got this." Interesting. Like maybe turn it left. Turn it right. He's like, "No, sh- shut up." I read the instructions. I read the instructions. I built this. Shut up. Um, so as shadows, you arrive kind of uh, behind him. What's your strategy here? Hey, friends, it's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dum-dums and dice. Yeah, so I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh, third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on. But the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dice. That's right, that address that I totally just said. Go there, join Dum Dums and Dice, support the show. It's going to be great. Do we just jump him? Get the get the jump on him and just try to wail on him before he can do anything? Or do we just try to steal two more rods and go back down? I mean, the companion's already driving the city down into Avernus. Uh, can we even... Maud, you feel your sword begin to, to tremble um, and sort of glow with its being so close to the companion. Oh. What, Maud? I don't know. My sword's glowing. <laughs> Something's happening. What, what, do you have any instincts or, or what, what? how are you feeling in your hey, new form? How am I feeling? <laughs> you feel like your sword is trembling. <laughs> okay, Maud, we sort of have to trust this weird... Oh, I hate using this word, this weird angel thing you are. But, like, does the sword shaking mean we should open this or not? I, yeah, I think I gotta use my sword. <laughs> I don't know. Do we open the companion or not, Mod? We're going to trust your angelic gut. I'm going to vomit if I have roll, to argue this point. Roll an insight <laughs> check, please. Keeping in mind, you roll with advantage because you're super yeah. wise now. 15. Um, you get the sense that using the rods will open it. Mm-hmm. Using the sword will destroy it. You're not sure which of those is better. Because you rolled a 15. <laughs> I gotta trust the sword. The sword's telling me to act with the sword. I think I gotta strike it. Uh Okay, I don't think we can stop you. I, I'm going to keep holding onto your leg. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hold on as well. <laughs> Go up there with you. Scared shadow people. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just got to do two mighty thwacks at that. You only need one. No. Um, you swing your sword, um, the sword of Zeriel, uh, in a, a sort of massive arc. Um, it hits the companion um, and it shatters. The uh, the orb crackles. You just hear, you see Bell turn and be like, wait, I don't think I turned it the wrong... Oh, fuck. Um, 
the companion explodes um, in a massive kind of um, blast of uh, of bluish green light. Um, there's a sound like a bell, um, and then a metallic shattering noise. It's sort of an angelic tone with perfect clarity that's heard across the entire plane of Avernus. Um, unfortunately, by doing so, the sword itself explodes. And as the companion falls to pieces, you see a massive um, kind of genderless blue being um, in chains with massive wings. Um, and uh, they whisper, thank you, as they also shatter. Um, with the blast for a moment, there's clear blue sky. And you hear Lulu scream, no! Um, but with the companion gone, Eltrell stops sinking towards sticks, And for a moment, the entire battlefield stops and stares up in awe as the city begins to rise. That said, the city is still chained. Zariel looks directly at you and you feel your wings begin to shrivel. We're going down. (laughs) (laughs) You fall with style um, back down to the ground. Um, Maud, you're still somewhat infused with um, some of the angelic power you had. Uh, The sword is gone. Um, Your wings uh, just kind of fall apart as feathers. Um, And uh, your eyes are, uh, your pupils, or sorry, your irises are still silver, but um, they've they've started to regain their their normal color. Um, Suddenly, your your body feels very old, very stiff. Your charisma is no longer 20. (laughs) 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 And for the life of you, you can't fucking tell anyone where North is. Oh, it's fun while it lasted. I think I did the right thing, but we got to get the fucking chains broken. Um, Lulu is is weeping, um, and uh, she didn't go up with you because she can't fly. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's down there, and um, for the first time, you you kind of see uh, disappointment uh, on her tiny holofin features, and she was like, "I, I really, I, I really wish you hadn't done that. That that sword was probably the only way we could have saved." Could have saved Zariel. And she looks like real crestfallen. But also not surprised, you notice. You seem to have had more context on what happened than we did. What just happened? The the, the sword had had the power to destroy the planar being that was inside the the companion, but I was kind of hoping you'd use it to redeem Zariel. And then she starts just kind of like hobbling towards the, the edge of Eltrell. Where are you go- no, uh, and I just <laughs> pick her up. And ah! I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so we can't redeem Zeriel now. I, I don't know how you could. I mean, you could try talking to her, but I, uh. I doubt it. She really likes killing demons. The last of her angelic essence was, uh, well, and then she just like gestures broadly to Maud, who's like dusting feathers off her shoulders. Okay, so where are you going now? Not much left for me. I just, I just yell out, "Hey, Zariel! So you needed a fucking sword to be angelic? You're a coward!" Great. 
<laughs> Great. I say as I sprint for cover. <laughs> um, Zeriel uh, turns uh, her eyes on you, Maud, and on you, Hambone. Um, and she just shakes her head in disgust. And she, like, turns back and, like, smacks away Yiganu's hand. Um, and uh, she just says, you dare speak to me of of any of this. I have been fighting this war against the things that would tear your civilization apart. And then, like, Yiganu swats at her again. She, like, flies out of the way and back. She said... No, I don't need angelic power. I need the power Asmodeus gave me, and it's doing its fucking job. So either help me kill this thing, or stand there, wait a few minutes, and I'll come fucking murder you then. And then she looks at Hambo, and she's like, especially you, traitor. Uh, I'm, I'm no traitor. Then help me kill this fucking thing. I'm trying to help you in a way that I don't think you realize you need help. Yeah, well, the way I need help right now is killing this demon lord, or I guess I could just do that on my own. You know what? Fuck you guys. Uh, she swing comes like swooping down and um, smashes Yiganu with a hammer. Here's the thing. Uh, you can talk to Zeriel. Um, I think you have a good, like this tact is good. This angle is good. Um, she's not going to have the conversation while fighting Yiganu. You don't need <laughs> yeah. to kill Yiganu. Sure. You just need to in some way neutralize him. How close to the ledge are they fighting? <laughs> uh, pretty close. Also, it is worth noting he can't fly. Yeah. Okay. I have a thing that might work. <laughs> I mean, th- them's the words I'm hoping to hear, Tyler. <laughs> what you got? Um, if I can, uh, can I run up to him and uh, attack him? Uh, yep. He's if, like a little ways away, but yeah, you, you can. Okay. Run. I'll, I'll run and I'll draw out the quarterstaff. The, does this thing have a name besides just being like a adamantine rod or um, something? We'll call it a shard of the companion. Shard of the companion. Okay. Take out my shard of the companion. My very magical staff, and I will attempt two attacks on uh, Yiganu. Sure. So suddenly you, you think of yourself back at Idle Glen, you remember what he did, and you, you've, you're you filled with hambonery. Uh, <laughs> go right. ahead. Uh, can I borrow your other d20 there, Laura? Totally. Thank you. Um, and I'm going to use my inspiration as well. Jesus. <laughs> not so super great sorry. hits. Oh, man. Let's That's a thousand, team. Reroll the lower one, I guess. That's a little better. That's a 22 to hit. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the other one to hit was a 19. Yep, that'll hit too. Okay. Um, so that's D8. Can I borrow a D8 as well, Laura? Totally. Thanks. So six plus 12 is 18. <laughs> and then I'm going to use Flurry of Blows for two melee attacks. And this is the important part. Uh, that's a dirty 20 to hit. And the other one is um, four and eight, a 12 to hit. Dirty 20 goes through. Okay. So that one will be a... Um, one of my open hand techniques, um, and I'm going to push him <laughs> 15 feet. <laughs> <laughs> so you start pounding him. He's like, foolish mortal, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, you open hand technique, just like uh, like knock out two, two joints on his legs and then just like smack him in the chest. Um, and he 
uh, rolls backward um, towards the lip, and as he does, um, Zariel throws uh, her warhammer like underhand Thor style, um, and just like clocks him in the head, um, sending him tumbling backward. Because um, uh, I'm feeling nice, uh, he goes <laughs> through one of the chains. Oh wow! Uh, it breaks a chunk of the city off with it, um, and you see some people kind of scream as they go, but. Um, it does break uh, one of the chains. How many chains are there? I believe there are nine. Oh, boy. Let me confirm that, though, because that's, that's a pretty big plot point. We just haven't been back to El Trail in so long. So there were eight chains. Uh, it's off by one. So there are seven chains remaining. Okay. Um, so you hear you know, scream in kind of that horrible hyena e way, snap through the chain, um, and plunge deep into sticks. Um, for uh, a second, he uh, fights all the characters he fought for several seasons of his podcast. Um, <laughs> and then he, he crawls up on the shore. And um, from where you're, you're, you're looking, you can just see him like, like sort of vomit up a bunch of, of sticks water. Um, and then look around blankly and just go, why is everyone fighting? This seems dumb. <laughs> Um, and he starts like wandering the battlefield in confusion. <laughs> that um, dang amnesia water of the river stick. So Zariel um, kind of uh, descends, uh, picks up her warhammer. You can see her kind of like crimson wings, um, the molten fire that you've seen so often um, in your dreams. Um, and uh, she looks kind of at with with newfound respect at, at all of you and says, uh, "Well, that was something." Can uh, can we talk now? Um, she like looks around at all the chaos around her. And she's like, I mean, I've got nowhere to be. They blew up my fucking house. Oh. Um, and um, uh, Werner, I'm gonna let you control when you take your hand off Lulu's mouth. Okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wait to see how this is going. I figured. <laughs> um, so um, you you can feel an overwhelming cold being in the presence of of Zariel. Um, as an archdevil, she, she really, there's a, a truly powerful, um, sort of magical aura coming off of her. Uh, what do you do? Uh, Zariel, you mentioned that, uh, we couldn't imagine, uh, what kind of awful things these monsters would do to us, tearing our, our cities apart. Have you noticed that through your own hand, a, a city, uh, a mortal civilization has been torn from its plane and down into Avernus? To help you fight your war. It's a small sacrifice. We needed soldiers. I... I don't think any one of these people would help turn the tide in your war. They're, they're folk. They're normal folk. We're all soldiers now. <laughs> <laughs> but I do see your point. Even my hell riders turned back and betrayed me when things got bad. Maybe, uh... Maybe fighting isn't the answer. The demons understand nothing but violence. They will keep coming. As I understand it, violence begets violence, and in Avernus, it just goes on forever. That is true. This war seems unending. So it's almost inherent to Avernus that the war goes on. Why not just leave? Well, someone needs to stop the demons from taking the place over and coming back up. Who's going to do it, Bell? I mean... He almost did. We didn't stop him. He was going to release what was ever inside the companion. The planetar. 
powerful creatures, and it is a shame it took a long, long time to corrupt that one. It thanked us when we freed it. Pathetic. Why? It was serving a better purpose. You understand purpose. You were excited to come here. What was your purpose before you got here? To protect the world above. And that's what I continue to do, as Modeus gave me the powers I needed. That's when I let Lulu go. Um, and uh, she's like, well, I, I, I think you should listen to the, the long-legged goblin man. <laughs> I keep forgetting about my legs. I know, that's why I have all the NPCs remind you. Um, you, you probably don't, don't remember me, and I, I guess that's okay, but um, you, uh, you're right. The, the demons are bad, um, but so are the devils. Look! Look at what happens down here. Look what's happened to all these people. Uh, I mean, this 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 elven man who's, who's holding me so so firmly but tenderly he <laughs> he sacrificed the the only woman he, he he's loved in in ages just to to do this. He he had a creature of pure good with him that that now just calls everything stupid and and, and wants to die pretty bad for a bow. Um, you let. You let this this dwarven lady enjoy some of your power. She she became an angel and she used that power to kill. And and this fella, well, he he's just been awful keen to see you. I I don't see that anything anything good comes from down here. Also, I miss you and I wish you'd come home. <laughs> uh, Maud, what's your contribution to this? Um, it's, I mean. Zeriel, if you didn't have to be here fighting back the demons, could you do good elsewhere? There's always good to do. Well, is, is there any way that, you know, someone could could stay here in your place? I doubt that any has the resolve of an angel. Maybe you a few minutes ago, but it seems like that's done now. I mean, I'm still... Pretty determined, to be honest. You can join my army. <laughs> you can replace Bell. I'm pretty sure he's trying to kill me all the time. And that'll help people? Yes. We keep the demons at bay. You've seen the horrors down here. Do you believe anyone above any of these soft people above can hold back this tide? Werner just sighs. He's like, just a reminder... This is the person who brought the city down here. One city. Think of how many more there are. How many more will you ever need for your never-ending war? How many more cities to man your armies? As many as it takes. As many as it takes, baby. But but then we're just going to get to a point where there's no more cities left. Then what are what are you defending? Um, can you roll me an insight check, please? Uh, and all all three of you can do this if you want. Nine. Oh, that's not bad. Eighteen. Twelve. Um, so Werner and Hambone, you realize part of the reason that she's kind of going around the circular logic, it's something you've observed now several times in Avernus. Um, you're not debating someone who is good. So the arguments you're making are very sound. They seem to line up with what she wants. Um, but based on everything you know about her story, this is someone who's been corrupted by the god of hell, Asmodeus, like literally the devil itself. Um, 
so arguments to the effect of like she's going to keep framing them in kind of I'm doing good things, right. but she's clearly not on the side of of good necessarily anymore. That doesn't mean her arguments are invalid, just that they, we're not going to win her over with logic. Uh, well, and you're going to keep getting these weird, shitty, circular answers because she's she is so it's classic supervillain thing. She is so convinced that what she's doing is right that she doesn't observe that she's now like a demon monster. <laughs> Um, so that's, that's what you observe of that. Hambone's going to look at his shard of the companion. He's going to look at his two friends. Uh, and he's just going to say, uh, okay. Uh, and he's going to attempt to strike Zeriel, but not, not with, the bludgeoning force of a staff that he's been trained with a monk, but to kind of pierce her with its radiant energy mm-hmm. and exercise the demonic influence. Full on power crest compels you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn son. Yeah. All right. Fuck. Um, okay. Go ahead and roll me an attack, please. This isn't so much to see if you can hit her, but more so to see if you're able to catch her off guard. It's a 19. All right, that's pretty good. Let me just pull up her stats here one second. <laughs> the the craziest <laughs> character of the game. <laughs> She's just a challenge rating of twenty six. You'll be fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and roll. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and roll a check to see how hard she holds onto this. Oh, you lucky motherfuckers. I rolled with disadvantage. I rolled a 16 and a natural one. Oh, baby. These ones <laughs> at this table. Um, you slam uh, the the shard of the companion um, into her, and she kind of looks down in like a, oh, come on way. Um, and then slowly its light uh, begins to kind of infect her. Um, and you, can you roll me a... Wisdom save, I guess. Not great, Bob. Uh, <laughs> that's a total of nine. Nine. Um, so you're just fucking holding on as hard as you can, and um, the the light and the runes are starting to to sort of uh, run across her armor. Um, and you, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, begin to lose yourself. Um, you begin to feel yourself being channeled through this. And in a lot of ways, it's like channeling your key into uh, additional hits or anything mm-hmm. else. You're just feeling your entire essence and your entire intent become this one action. Um, but the molten burning from her eyes is getting stronger and stronger. Uh, and then suddenly, uh, Werner, um, with Honestly, strength you didn't expect from a wounded holophant. You feel Lulu burst forth from your hands. Um, and Hambone, she kind of lands on your shoulder and crawls down and kind of just hold, like hugs um, the shard. Um, and suddenly the light gets brighter and um, Zeriel's eyes continue to glow. Uh, how many key points do you have left? I've got three out of my six. Okay. Um, are either of you doing anything during this? Or are you going to... I am, man, Werner fucking hates this whole setup, but he's got a plan if this goes to shit. But the first thing he's going to do, he's going to draw uh, stupid 
uh, and fire the bow using its radiant arrows to just pump radiant energy into Zeriel. So it's just speed firing arrows, okay. burning the charges he's got. So um, the bow is like stupid, stupid, stupid angel, stupid arch <laughs> devil, stupid friendship. Yeah, I'm saying the same thing. Um, we're slowly becoming one. Yeah. Um, so you're just like fast firing uh, radiant bolts in. Uh, Maud, what are you doing? Um, I, th- I, I mean, I have no, I really have no defense or attacks against someone this powerful. So I think I, I want to try to like add my strength to, um, to Hambone and just kind of like reach around his, like his arms and hold his hands tight oh, to the shard nice. so he can like cool. stay firm. Great. Um, so Hambone, you continue to kind of drain your energy, um, into, uh, into this, um, and, uh, Werner, you're firing, you're firing, you're firing. And, um, what's horrible for you about this, um, Hambone's kind of feeling himself almost transcend. Maud's doing what she knows how to do, which is just steady a friend. Um, as you're just like offloading these shots, just hundred percent convinced this is bullshit. Um, you see Zeriel begin to change. And for the briefest flitting second, you have hope. And then you like quell that shit. Um, Now I'm stupid. (laughs) Um, And um, a couple of chips of the the sort of like new black exterior of the bow chip off. And it's like, no, I hate this. But also, (laughs) okay. Maybe there are heroes. No, stupid, no, stupid, yeah, no, stupid. No, no, no. Don't yeah, this, do this. Look, we were so close. Look, we'll talk about this when we get home. And <laughs> Werner, you realize you have a long way to shut this bow back up again. Um, uh, Hambone, you see um, uh, Zeriel, uh, the, the molten begins to harden against her face. Um, you can see um, the red feathers begin to drop out of her wings, um, replaced by, by white feathers. Um, and you, as the city kind of rumbles and continues to, to, to sort of almost fall apart around you, um, she sort of blinks a couple times and kind of like looks at Lulu, looks at you, looks at Maud, um, looks at Werner and she sighs and it's the most exhausted sigh you've ever heard. It's like all the air in the world has left. And here's my question to you. You're seeing this work. Do you try and throw your whole self into it or do you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of feel her in this kind of mid state. If, if Hambone has used his key power to its yep. maximum potential at this point, um, he has, used his key power and his bardic magic to heal people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's going to basically just take that kind of essence, that vitality, his vitality, um, and push that through the rod next, just w- whatever he sure. has left in reserve. So his own life force and his own will and his own code of giving everyone a chance. Um, so you, you do that. And really it was more a question of like, resisting or giving in Mm. and as in all martial arts the answer is to give in Mm -hmm. um so 
Maud, you're holding his hands tight to the mm-hmm. uh, the the shard of the the companion, um, and you can feel him trembling, and you just kind of squeeze extra tight, um, and you feel his hands become hard, very very hard, and you you realize kind of what what strength he has um, until you open your eyes to see that you're now holding the rod, um, and where Lulu and Hambone stood. Now there's just a slightly smelly handkerchief <laughs> that may or may not have been someone's loincloth. Sir, I need your character sheet. Yep. Thank you, and good night. Um, Hambone and Lulu disappear, um, and uh, Werner, suddenly uh, you reach back to your quiver and find it empty. Um, and I think you, like, raise the boat and throw it when... <laughs> You see um, Zariel um, reach down and pick up the loincloth. And you can just see a hint of the arch devil for one second and kind of like it. I can't. Okay. Um, but given that um, her sight was part of the issue this whole time, um, she reassumes her angelic uh, nature by wrapping it back around her eyes, tying it off. She doesn't look like an angel. She doesn't look like a devil. She looks like something in between. Um, and um, she kind of um, nods to all of you and says, uh, thank you. I, I believe I lost myself for a while there. This is a tremendous gift. I, I'm sorry. This was, this was all wrong. And then she begins to handbone. <laughs> And as she hand bones, she begins to float up over the city, just slapping her arms and slapping her legs and her legs are slapping and she's just like slapping out a perfect hand bone. Um, and as she does, um, the chains around the city begin to rumble and shake. Um, and slowly one by one, they begin to snap. Um, and, uh, as she's hand boning away, she's like, well, gosh, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that will, well, that's, a, oh, oh, um, oh, I see you're both in here with me. Well, fair enough. Uh, the <laughs> chains snap um, around all the uh, parts of Eltrell, um, and she kind of handbones down under the city and begins to beat a harder handbone and a faster handbone, and her wings are handboning. And uh, to the angelic slaps of her wings <laughs> on her body, uh, the city begins to rise. Ryan, you're looking very actively at your character sheet. Is there anything you want to do? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just trying to figure out It's rising The chains are broken Essentially, Werner just doesn't want to leave <laughs> The earth sucks He can kill everybody here They're all terrible um, You look back at the Golden Doom Still just running With the engine still running What do you do? Cool, I'm going to turn to Maud And just say I can't go Zeriel has to because she's a train wreck, but (laughs) (laughs) someone has to keep the war going. Someone has to kill the devils and the demons. And then I raise my pouch and I say, and I have 12 more gems of Tiamat and I will shove them so far up Esmodeus's ass that the gods themselves will come down to eat him. Death to demons. You can come and not. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) He just goes to the Golden Doom. I think this is both our destinies to be down here. 
I don't think either of us did much good up there. No comment. <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> so with that, Maud, you climb into shotgun. Werner, you climb into the driver's seat. And like Thelma and Louise, Maud and Werner, Maud Buggins and Werner Ragnarok grasp hands. It's going to be so weird when we fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and floor it. <laughs> Back up on Earth. Uh, Favorite rather, there is a uh, a tremor that shakes across uh, the earth. It it hits water deep. It hits never winter. Um, it is a just a gentle tremor. Um, the trees shake. Animals run for their homes, and then there is a giant blinding flash of light. The chime of a bell. And an alarmingly loud sound of hand slapping as Zariel, in her angelic form, hambones a city back into existence. <laughs> uh, the city of El Terrell is still highly damaged. Um, there were a lot of uh, lost lives, but due to the actions of the stained, the evil of Thavius Krieg was foiled. The ills that were befalling Baldur's Gate, at least these particular ills, were handled. And the Heavenly Host has one more rogue angel back on their side. Although admittedly, with a slightly better sense of rhythm. Down below, the war between devils and demons continues. But there's word Word of a shadowy vehicle that roves the battlefields. There is word of people dying in the middle of the night, hearing only the word stupid. <laughs> <laughs> There's word of a screaming old lady who appears in the dark and then disappears in the light. <laughs> Dare I say, Mad Maudy? <laughs> <laughs> And it seems the two lead an army of red-capped little monsters who help serve them alongside two Kenku and a whole fleet of badass Hellcars. What can I say? It's always a fucking good ride in Avernus. Our Avernus One Shot features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Elizabeth at El Hamstring on Twitter, and of course, our awesome DM is Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker, that's M R K R on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunder Horse by Damiano Baldoni, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J A. H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks for listening. Smash that subscribe button and show your love to One Shots. DJ One Shots out of here. <laughs> Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, 
and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.